Eclectic, eclectic perspective. 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 Hello, this is um, F. Christopher Blue introducing Eclectic Perspectives. I'm here today with Miss Aisha Calloway and our very special commentator for the month of July, Professor Tracy Phillips of Springfield College. We'd like to give a special shout out to those that have been a supporter of this show, for those that sent us messages and offered their perspectives and suggestions, and dedicate that one and dedicate that one hour every Sunday at 6 p.m. to tune in and participate. Especially go out to Miss Sandra Wilson of the Sandra Wilson Talk Show, who both broadcast on Tuesdays and Wednesday evenings. Thank you, Miss Calloway, Miss Phillips. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing right. fine. Thank you. She's Carolina Heat killing me, but other than that, I'm good. <laughs> Look, I went out early this morning for about five minutes, and um, I've been in the house since. Oh, okay. We've been here for five minutes. Most people ain't surviving 60 seconds, and I'd be one of those. I, I'm trying to tell you. I said early this morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we'd like to start the show today? with, um, we like to, you know, I ain't leave today. We'd like to start the show off with a song by Corinne Bailey Ray. It's called Closer. I don't want to give you up. I don't want to hold you up. I don't want to leave you up.
All right. Well, that was Closer by Corinne Bailey Ray. Um, The topic for today is sex, love, and marriage. And we're going to start off talking about sex. Um, Just doing some fun research, and I never thought about different types of sex other than positioning. Um, (laughs) You heard that, right? (laughs) So... uh, So, um, Ms. Phillips, have you ever heard of holiday sex? Is that holiday Adam sex? (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Well, this is this um, list that has like 13 different, I guess, um, I guess places, not so much places, but types of sex, holiday sex, makeup sex, vacation, so on and so forth. I and um, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I'm I'm looking at it. I do have the list that that you created, and I can see where um, all these different types. And it really goes to the reasoning. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not sure. You know, tell me if this is what you're looking at with terms of holiday sex. Is in, in terms of it being the holiday around, you know, certain holidays of the year where people are feeling certain things, and either they are they have sexual encounters. Uh, because they are in a celebratory mood or because they're lonely and they're not, you know, feeling fulfilled. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Well, actually, the website didn't define it that way. It just talked about, like, I guess, like in forms of Christmas and things of that nature, so saying how the holiday brings out, um, I guess, a different type of sexual nature. Yeah, Um, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking in terms of, yeah, because, of course, for some people, the holidays can be a very sad and lonely time. Mm-hmm. And so you know, they'll reach out and have sexual encounters that they normally wouldn't have at mm-hmm. other times mm-hmm. of the year. Uh, of course, you know, people also tend to drink more and, and celebrate more. And, of course, alcohol makes us um, lose our inhibitions. So people would have mm-hmm. sex with, with people they normally wouldn't have sex with over the holidays because mm. it's, because they're drunk. Or it's just a celebratory mood. Mm-hmm that brings out those encounters. So another question, Ms. Phillips, since you're the sex expert here, um, what's so good about makeup sex? What's, what's oh, so good makeup, about it? Makeup sex is the best. I'm sorry to tell you. Makeup sex <laughs> is the best sex. Because the passion. It, it's the passion. Um, when you're fighting with someone, you know, the only two times that people are really honest with each other and naked, in a, in a emotionally naked with each other is when they're fighting. Mm-hmm. And when they're having sex, so put them together, you got makeup sex. And you have to, you get, you, you're at an emotional high. You're being raw. You're being real. You're you're fighting. You're you're, you're everything is high. Everything is heightened. And then you make up. The passion of that type of intercourse is, I mean, it's unbelievable. Some people just have fights just to have makeup sex. They make up the fights. <laughs> what do you want to fight about today, honey? Let's fight about things. I know, right? We know, we know they, they start arguing just for no reason because they know that once it gets going, boom, let's hit the sheet. And couples, wow. couples, happy couples will tell you that once in a while they just they just pick fights with each other just so they can have the makeup sex. Girl, let's fight. We just got to argue today because that's the best. That brother give it to me the best when we have a makeup sex. Exactly. All right. I'm pretty sure we've all had that at least once or twice before. And I must agree, Tracy, that is the best. <laughs> it is the best. 
Um, the next one is vacation sex. What's so great about that? Because you're away from your comfort zone. I mean, you're away from what you normally know, I would assume that, you know, I know when I'm on vacation, I'm more exploratory in sex. I do things that I normally wouldn't do in my normal house. I'm not saying that I'm inhibited at home, but it just seems like I'm freer, and plus I'm, I'm messing up somebody else's bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, reminds me of the movie when Stella got her groove back. Mm. So on vacation, and, and there ain't no rules. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I know that's right. Be anything you want to be, and you mm. don't have to take it home. Okay, well, our next one is comfort sex. What's that about? Mm. Mm. That, that's, you want to answer that, Mr. Blue? Nah, you go ahead and give your expert testimony to it. <laughs> <laughs> comfort uh, sex has got me in a lot of trouble. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, I think we've all been there as well where you're just, you're hurting. You're hurting. You're, you're angry. You're um, hurt. Your heart is hurt. You're emotionally vulnerable. And you just need someone to, to hold you, to be there, to make you feel mm loved and unfortunately right. a lot of people do a lot of people do that when they're in relationships and situations where they are really really hurting they will go out and find someone to fill that void unfortunately what happens with that often is after the encounter mm-hmm. they feel worse than they did before right. well i like the next one i'm sorry go ahead no that's that's it go ahead. I said, I like the next one. It's called Hope We Don't Get Caught Sex. <laughs> I got caught one time years ago. Um, I saw a flashlight shining in the window, and I was like, dang. <laughs> so, let me, and let I'm me not going to give any more details. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that sounds familiar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the next one is animalistic sex. Mm. I like that one too. Yeah, that 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 doesn't even. There's a word that we all know that that's referring to. What's that word? What's that word? I it begins with a with a with an F. <laughs> oh, I was thinking I word before that word. I was thinking grudge F in, but okay, that's that's fine. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, that's no longer sex. It's, it's on some other stuff after that. When it's, it's, exactly. It's raw. Yeah. yeah right. There's nothing. There's nothing there. It's just physical. There's there's no emotion. It's not. You don't care about the person. It's just there. Wow. What about quickie sex? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> That's the That's one. Two minute brother sex. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> That's two the to one five minutes. Two to five. Yeah, you don't even bother taking your clothes off. You just take you wow. longer to shower than the actual act. That's ridiculous. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> yes. Wow. Oh man. I think this is um one that we need to um I guess focus on a little bit more romantic and sensual sex. What's that? What is it? Blue I want you to tell me, Blue, what is that? I mean, Miss Tracy. Oh. <laughs> Blue, look, I'm trying to help you put your skills out there, bro. <laughs> wow. Tracy, go ahead with that one. It's like when you're really into somebody, you have that romantic con- um, connection. I mean, you're, there's a lot of um, t- 
touching, and it's not even so much the act of sex. It's basically all, the build-up is really the sensual part for the actual introduction to the sexual component. Um, it's truly loving. I would say, you know, it, it's a high love component, you know what I'm saying? You may use your mouth more. You may use your hands more. You know, it's not just about getting in and getting the job done. It's a whole work up to it and a work around it, you know what I'm saying? I like to relate romantic sensual sex to um you know, some of the more tantra techniques or some of the more Kama Sutra techniques where you're into each other intimately and both given both partners are given equally for the manifestation of um orgasm or climax between the two. Hmm. All right, I must when I think of romantic sensual sex, I think of rolling orgasms. I think of um Multiple orgasms. I just don't think of getting the job done and, hey, did you get you? And you have to ask questions. I don't think that should ever be, that should be never never be a question in regards to romantic sensual sex, in my opinion. Amen. I'd like to just add a little bit to that. I think romantic sexual sex, it, it increases the emotional intimacy between the two people. All the other ones we, we mentioned so far, mm-hmm. for the part, um, they're not about intimacy. Gotcha, gotcha. Definitely. It's, the, That's it's a more about difference. the physical, right? It's more about the physical, and and it's a very those others are very selfish. I I need to get mine kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. The romantic, sensual sex, you are focused on the other person, and the encounter is not so much about. I mean, obviously, you want to reach climax, you want to reach orgasm, but in the process, the intimacy, your eyes are on each other, you're looking at each other, you're inhaling each other. And at the like end of that. That, yeah, at the end of that, there's a there's a, a closeness that wasn't there before, or that was intensified, and and it remains long after the sex part is over. That's the best to me. That's the best that's out there. Okay. All righty. Well, the next one is all over the house sex. <laughs> hmm. And I'm pretty sure we all know what that means. So I don't think we have to go into detail with that one. And number 10 on our list of 13 is outdoor sex. Mm. I don't even know if I, I don't know about that one for me. I don't know. What's wrong, what, what's wrong now? What's wrong with that one? I don't know. I just, that's <laughs> wrong. This is not why you should. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> even I, on the beach, I just don't want to deal with all the sudden everywhere. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, speaking from personal experience, I can say that combining nature. Uh-huh. With intercourse, wonderful feeling. See now you're gonna got you got my mind running. Wow now, let's no no. I might have to try. You you might have to try. Well you're not you're not encumbered. Yeah, you're not encumbered by blankets and sheets and you're just out in the fresh air and Mm. the dew and the air and the breeze and the nature. It's 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 not it's it's nice. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Blue, is that nice to you as well? What's your, what is your thought on that? I mean, I've, I've grown up primarily in the city. I'm just used to city things. I'm not really used to sand or grass or anything like that. I'm not really a fan Six of that. Six and, yeah, I got yeah. you. Well, I'm with you on that one, but I am thinking. It's called a blanket. You put a blanket down. You don't have to be in the sand and leaves. But everything so what I hear Tracy saying is outside, the romantic, sensual sex outside. It can't be the animalistic sex outside. You know, you know, with, without putting on my business, there is a fantasy <laughs> that, is, that does actually include outdoor and the romantic, sensual sex since you brought it up. All right, we're going to do fantasies next, so let's keep it moving. 
Yeah. Um, the next one is position of the weak sex. And I think that one was more for, um, I know Blue mentioned um, tantric sex earlier as well as Kama Sutra. I think that's more along the lines of just trying different positions other than the main three, you know, missionary, doggy style, and, you know, so on and so forth. So I think position of the week would be a good idea. And the next one is marathon sex. What's that? <laughs> What's marathon sex? Somebody help me out. Blue? I guess it's like the Energizer Bunny. You keep going and going and going. <laughs> Um, Sean Combs, A P Diddy, he's um he's mastered the technique of goes for twenty four hour sessions with I'm assuming Kim, but it might be Cassie. Um because it's tantric twenty four marathon sex romps. So um yeah, it's just keep going and going. I mean hopefully the woman can match him in regards to that mm. because, you know, you could you're only as good as you know, the the JJ in regards to that. Oh. Exactly, exactly. So what I hear you saying is he goes, he has sex for 24 hours straight. Is that what I hear you saying? No, I think he's using, he has to be using tension techniques, you know, there's different different ways of using sex. It's not all about, you know, the sticking and, the, you know, all that. I mean, it's but just, I don't think I would want sex for 24 hours. I mean, that's a lot no, of no, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's not stabbing for 24 hours. I'm pretty sure he's doing other things, you know, using his mouth, using his hands, um, probably mutual masturbation, different techniques, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. And, you know, biologically, women are capable of plateauing and reaching orgasm multiple times more than men are. So it really would be a rather whether he could keep up with her, not if right. she could keep up with him. Because we have the physical ability to do it. And, you know, also, again, you know, like you said, Mr. Bull, it's not just the, the intercourse part. It's just that you stay together and you're constantly um, arousing each other. Right. You know, it's, 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 you know, you talk a honeymoon, a honeymoon, you know, a, exactly, a couple on exactly. the honeymoon that have never been together before. You know, they lock themselves in a the room for three days. Mm. You know, that's marathon sex. Mm. You, don't, you don't even bother getting out of bed. Don't even bother showering because you're just going to mess everything up again. You just, well, who needs who needs to eat, you know? Exactly. Well, you, <laughs> hey, look, you just grab something and bring it to bed with you. I know, that's right. <laughs> take out mm. four. All right, well, number 13 is fulfill your fantasy set. And um, I'm pretty sure we all have some sort of fantasies. And, um, Tracy, you were starting to talk about what your fantasy was, or one of them anyway. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a list that has a top 10 fantasies, and we're going to cover that real quick and get into some more, get into some more interesting um, things. The first one was about fantasizing about your current partner. The second is sex with a man or woman other than your partner. And the third is sex with another woman. The fourth, something you've never tried before, such as whips, chains, you know, hot wax, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. um, the fifth is receiving oral sex, which I'm surprised is a fantasy. I would think that that's a norm, but I guess not. No, not necessarily. I'll see. If it's on the fantasy list, it must not be. I'm just saying I was surprised. That's all I'm saying. Um, number six is fantasies involving romantic sex. Hmm, Tracy. Um, number seven, <laughs> sexual ravaging. I think I would like that. Um, number eight, being found irresistible by a man or woman. 
Number nine, working as a prostitute or stripper. And number ten, sex with a stranger. So that list was hold um that, hold, hold that thought. I'd like to get a perspective from um Atlanta, Georgia. Last sounds good. Phone number three one. Paula. Atlanta, Georgia. Last digit of your phone number three one. Oh no. Paula, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. And okay. how y'all doing, first of all? And I was just You're listening, right. and I pressed one a long time ago, but I uh, just listened <laughs> to y'all. My apologies. <laughs> oh, you good, Blue. You good, Blue. All right, all right. And, I, and how are you, Miss Aisha? I'm well, thanks for asking. And Tracy, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. All right, well, y'all continue. Oh, okay. Right, well, you, don't wish, you don't wish to leave a perspective, sir? Uh, no. Okay. Thank you for calling. All righty. Uh, I was going to ask him a question, but since he got off, um, an- another call, if you're out there listening, I would like to know your worst or best sexual experience. So give us a call if you would like to share. Hello. Yes, my name is F. Christopher Blue. I'd like to leave my um perspective <laughs> regards that subject. Well, my my best, my best, my best. Well, I'm gonna reserve that. But my worst. <laughs> ooh, I might have to reserve that one too. I want to tell you about yours, Miss Aisha. <laughs> I uh, I don't see the fifth on that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm gonna let that go. I'm gonna let that go for a second. Yeah, I think that question is best answered for people who the audience doesn't know their exactly. name. Right, right. I'm thinking the same thing. I really don't want to put myself on blast like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, mean, I can think of the best. I definitely can think of the worst. But I really want that information put out there, you know what I'm saying? Cause it is, it's like, I don't mind putting the worst out, to be honest. I just don't want to embarrass that individual, so I'm going to leave it alone. I think it's respectful. Exactly. Exactly. So what's our next um, topic, Blue? What time is it? Oh, I guess we can. Um, let's talk about love, and we have a special what's commentator that? who's gonna who's gonna introduce that topic. Special commentator, love. Miss Mitchell. Miss Mitchell. Well, obviously the boys aren't working that good today. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, until she um, logs in, let me um, go ahead and introduce my best, my best sexual experience. Mm, have to go back some years. Go back some years. It involved a lot of a lot of fruits and whipped creams, which actually I'm lactose intolerant, so that really wasn't the best <laughs> choice. But it worked out that particular evening. I mean, we're basically. Painting and adorning our bodies. Our bodies are like plates, and we're adorning our bodies with these fruits and um, condiments and just letting our mouths, you know what I'm saying, paint, you know, our bodies, you know what I'm saying, with our tongues and our our lips and our mouths. And it was um, very sensual, very sensual, very elongated session that it probably um, resulted in probably my, my, my best sexual climax as well as the introduction to my world of what a multiple orgasm looked like or felt like by a woman. Um, 
My worst? Well, I have so many that, you know, I could just pick at oh, random. I'm going to put my, I'm going to put the randomizer on real quick. I would say probably the worst is when I got caught by the woman's husband. That was probably the most um, embarrassing, worst experience because, I one, I didn't get to finish, and, two, I was found out. I mean, he didn't make any violence towards me. He was upset, but he ain't stupid. I mean, everybody knows what I used to do for a living when I was in the military. Um, but just the fact that, know. you know what I'm saying, that, that, expo- that was exposed, um, that, you know, that relationship was exposed, he wasn't a friend of mine, but he was someone that I knew. So it, it was a trust issue. It was highly disrespectful because I knew him. I mean, I didn't associate with him or anything like that, but he knew me. And then the fact that she basically blew her cover. And how often does a woman really get blown out like that? You know what I'm saying? That probably was the worst time that ever happened. I remember that. I can see that. You're too deep for me, brother. Huh? You're too deep for me. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna just let that go. But hey, I got a call up from Charleston that probably be interested in leaving a perspective. Charleston, last digits of your phone number one five. This is Miss Mitchell. Miss Mitchell, Yay. yes. <laughs> With the intro for love. All right. To me, love is the most beautiful gift from God. We are able to love freely and unconditionally. All too many times we build walls to separate ourselves from the opportunity to grow and love because we're scared of being hurt. Love is a mighty conqueror and a powerful asset that too many times we take for granted. Love is our gift from God to share with the world. Constantly throughout the Bible, God is trying to teach us and even commands us to love our neighbors as ourselves. If this thing called love is so important to God, why don't we treasure it more? Mm. Mm. That's a great point. It is. It is. It What's is. your answer for that, Miss Mitchell? Like I said, I think we're scared. You know, everybody builds up these walls, you know, but we all want the same thing. Everybody wants to be loved. We were designed that way. God made Eve for Adam when she saw that, when God saw that he was lonely in the garden. We were built that way. We were not built to be reclusive. We were not built to be to ourselves. But everybody, it's a game. Everything is a game. Nobody's honest with each other. We're always putting on a show. So those things get in the way of us finding love because everybody's so busy trying to play the game that nobody's being real with anybody anymore. Hmm. I I can agree with that. I agree. I agree. And it's sad at the oh. very same time. I mean, just you reading that and saying that statement, it's going to be very, very sad and sad that that's where we are in um, society at this point, that, you know, so many masks that we wear in order to protect ourselves. When we, I mean, and honestly, I think that people would love to remove the mask, but society, we just based on interactions with other people, interactions that we've that we probably had ourselves or we've seen mirrored in our home, we've seen our mothers and fathers and their paramours or boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever, it just makes it very hard to remove those masks and to truly engage in love because the consequences of love are just so dam- are damaging. And then on, on top of that, um, the Bible also teaches us to forgive. And a lot of times we internalize things that happen to us and we take them from even not just romantic relationships but even friendships. You know, I have a lot of people who say, I don't have any friends, it's just me and my family. 
but you built up a wall saying that I'm not going to let anybody else in because when you had friends, they let you down in some way. But everybody's going to let you down. The only person in this life that's not going to let you down because you're even going to let yourself down. And I know that we all try to love ourselves, you know what I'm saying, but the only person that's not going to let you down in this life is God, you know. So we are going to be hurt. Things are going to happen to you, but because we're so used to building these walls that we can't get into anything else. I agree with that. I also think that um, when we talk about, you know, love, we have to understand that with love there is pain. There will be trials and tribulations. And, you know, I hear you talking about forgiveness, and we should forgive. However, you know, when you're scarred, it's just that. It's a scar. Um, I think it's possible to move on and to not be guarded, but it's a process. And a lot of people get so stuck in the hurt that they aren't willing to go through the process to get to that better place because there is somebody for you. You can have a best friend. You can have a lover. All of those things are available to you um, if you can just get past that hurt. And so what's your um, point of view on this? Well, I guess I'm more of a cynic because, I mean, even going for the Bible, not everybody is meant to be partnered. And so um, you mentioned, Ashley, earlier that we pull up these walls because other people have hurt us, you know, and say, but you should still risk it. Why? If if you've been hurt and if you, there's no, if everyone, if you know that everyone is going to let you down, why? Why not just stay in that? I'm just playing devil's advocate. Why not just stay in the protective? If you know you can trust God, trust God. If you know you can trust your family, trust your family. Because, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. That's just like anything in life. You can walk out your house right now and catch a straight bullet. But that, that doesn't mean you're going to stay in your house because you could apply that same logic to anything. You know what I'm saying? So if you're going to, anything you do is a risk. When you sit down in a chair, you have faith that that chair is going to hold your weight. You don't know that it will, but you sit down in the chair anyway. Everything you do is a gamble, is a risk. You don't know what the outcome is going to be. But you are willing to do that with so many other things in your life. But you set yourself off from love. Like I said, that's our gift. You know? you think that gifts then should be given freely to all? Do you think everyone's, everyone's deserving of your love or everyone is worthy of love? I think that everybody should be loved, but I think that sometimes you got to love them from a distance. I'm not going to harbor ill will towards somebody. I think that you have to learn how to forgive to be able to move on with, for yourself. It's not always about the other person, no matter what has happened, because if you're still holding on to what Johnny did to you, Johnny's moved on. You need to, too. Well, and again, I, I completely agree with that, and, and definitely you have to protect yourself from unhealthy relationships. But again, I guess my, my, my question then is, how do you know moving forward other people, new people? How do you know who's worthy of your love? You don't. You that's don't. Why, and that's that's why love is so hard to give and it's so hard to receive because 
you really don't know. Yeah, I, that analogy of the chair was wonderful, but the reason you trust that that chair will hold you is because you've watched that chair hold other people. You don't have that kind of guarantee with who you, who you give your love to. Unless you see someone and you see how they are and you see how they take care of the other people in their life, then yes, you can, you can see, okay, this person may be able to, to take care of me, not just as a relationship, even as a friendship. But mm-hmm. oftentimes I think people too freely give their love to others who have not proven themselves worthy of receiving that love, and that's when the hurt happens. I think that's a very important point, and I'm so glad that you said that because, you know, you you got to put people through the motions. Any kind of friend, you, they're going to show their true colors eventually, and um, you just have to take it for what it is when they get when it gets to that point. And I do believe in being guarded, but not to the point where I'm going to say, "Well, I'm not going to let anybody in again." Exactly. I agree. And I just the thing is that love, any type of love, takes time. You have I to agree let. With that. Have to let that grow. You can't instantly say it. I just really, it really um, irons me when I see people, particularly young people, you know, after a two-week relationship, oh, I love him or I love her. <laughs> you don't know what love mm-hmm. is. Right. You know? right. And that certainly is not enough time to give your heart and often your body and making lifelong decisions to mm-hmm. someone who is not worthy. And that's where those hurts start. It starts from not giving people enough time to prove themselves worthy of the love that you have. Ms. Mitchell, can you give us some insight on the five love languages uh, referenced by Gary Chapman, the author? Okay, yeah, I can do that. Um, the the five love languages is written by Gary um, Chapman, and it's basically the five major ways that people feel loved, and they are words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, um, acts of service, and physical touch. Um, when you're, is, is that all you wanted? Or? When you're, um, when you're born, you, you know the way that your parents love, love you influences the way you receive love from everyone else. Right. Right. Um, as with words of affirmation, is people who like, like to hear that they've done a good job. Right. You know, for example, I love the way you keep the grass cut. It makes me proud to know that our home is taken care of inside and out. That simple statement can make that man or woman feel like they're on top of the world. You know, things like that encourage them and keep them going, and they're going to keep doing those good things around the house and things like that to you know keep them full, keep them sustained. Um, whereas people who feel loved through quality quality time and divided attention. You know, you hear people nagging and saying, I wish we spent more time together sitting on the TV and you watching um, your favorite program and they're sitting next to you isn't quality time. It's undivided attention. It's you sharing the same activity, enjoying it together. Togetherness is the key, you know, having engaging conversations and things like that. Um, For gifts, it's people... Gifts are tangible evidence of expressions of love because you can go, always go back to that gift and and think of that person. They were thinking of me when they got this or when they made right. this. And it doesn't right. always have to be something that was made 
Um, I'm sorry, it, it doesn't always have to be something that was bought. It could be made. You took your time and created this just for me. I'm, that shows me that I'm special to you. Um, and then for acts of service, it's doing things like cutting the grass or fixing dinner or picking up the kids or just doing something without being asked. And that makes them feel loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last but not least, physical touch. And this doesn't just mean sex. It means hugs, kisses, um, touching on the small of the back. And, 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 but it does also include sex um, because it deepens in- intimacy. But closeness is the key. Mm. Well, for those listening, I'm a gift person, so I'm all about gifts. Thank you. Can I add something to that? Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, the, the key in, in Dr. Chapman's work is, first of all, understanding what your love language is. is. Mine is acts of service, by the way, for those listening. Um, <laughs> but the true key is to know and learn to speak your partner's love language mm-hmm. because it's how we receive and give love. So if your if your love language, for example, is words of affirmation, but your partner's love language is giving and receiving of gifts, you t- we tend to speak our own language. And that's where relationships fall into a challenge because you'll hear the husband say, for example, is you never say anything nice to me, you're always nagging. And the wife says, well, you never even bring me flowers. And he says, well, I, I tell you all. He's speaking his love language to her, but she's not mm-hmm. received because it's not hers. And mm-hmm. so the key is, in a successful relationship to get out of self and to learn what your partner's love language is and to learn how to speak that person's language so that they know that you love them. And in turn, encourage them by letting them know what your language is so that they can learn to speak yours. It's just like someone, you know, if you have someone speaking Spanish and English, you have to learn to speak each other's language in order to successfully communicate. Definitely, definitely. I'd like to hear a male perspective. I want to call upon a dear friend of mine, Mr. Holiday Adams. Mr. Adams? Hello? Yes. Yes. Your perspective? Switch more air. Hello? 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 Okay. Yes, Adam. Hello? Holiday? Yes. Okay. Could you share your perspective, please? About love language? Yes. What's your love language? Um, I don't... Really, no, I don't really touch on my love language too much. I think it's touch, though. I like to, um, it'll be either touch and um, acts of service. Cause I like to do things for people. Okay. All righty. Well, mine is acts of service for anybody listening. <laughs> Mental note. <laughs> Mental note. All right. Does anybody else want to comment on this? Yeah, I feel kind of selfish that I like gifts. Oh, oh well. 
I got a caller from Atlanta who wishes to get his perspective. Atlanta, last is your phone number three one. Hey, how you doing? Doing fine, sir. Um, I think my, most men's um, love language is physical touch and words of affirmation. Yeah. Mine is words of affirmation and physical touch. And most women's quality time. <laughs> And acts of service. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I mean, for the most part, I definitely can see that. Yeah, most of the time. People, I think people do put too much on gift giving. I agree. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah, care about giving them. I just want them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, I guess. But, um, for me, I, I think a lot of a lot of the times, the, the things I've ran into with women is most men try to buy love. Or not, I wouldn't say by love, but because they assume women want money, diamonds, cars, big house, whatever. Most women would like it, but they prefer you to spend an hour or two of your time, cook dinner for them, stay at the house, you know, spend a little quality time, instead of, oh, well, I just bought you a $2,000 ring, but now you're about to go out with your homeboy. That ring don't mean nothing if you ain't sitting there talking to her or, you know, having a conversation or communicating with her. I agree, 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. That was with y'all listening. Listen up. Understand. <laughs> Take notes. <laughs> Take notes. And yeah, I know the other thing. thing. A lot of men assume that women like flowers and candy. Mm. I don't know where that came from. I just don't understand. I don't understand Hello, where that you. came from. Cause look, flowers <laughs> die and candy makes you fat. So please. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's on the air. It's on the air. <laughs> okay. So stop with the flowers and the candy. You, you know? Yeah. Wait a minute, Tracy. I like plants now. They don't they don't die, but I do like plants. Yeah. Would you rather have a plant or would you rather have him wash your car? A plant? Really? There I is. love plants. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm, I mean, he can do both, but I like plants. <laughs> he said, really? Like I said something wrong. <laughs> I'm surprised. Oh. I'm really surprised. Mm-mm. I love plants. I love plants as well, but I'm saying I, I'm more of an acts of service person. I'm not much of a quality time because I, I, I'm an introvert, so I, I don't really need somebody around me 24-7. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um, but I like I like acts of service. I, just, I like just cooking, you know, stuff like that, you know. But a lot of men, I, I agree with you, Carla, that a lot of men get into the gifts, whether it's easier. Do you think it's because it's easier than giving of themselves for men? Definitely. I think it's more, more men, most men think of, uh, how, how can I put this? Uh, uh, they, they get stuck in the tit-for-tat syndrome. Well, mm-hmm. if I buy her some flowers, I can go hang out with the boys this weekend. Or, or if I get her a ring, that'll give me a free pass to go to the club for two weeks, you know. And a lot of men, I say about 75% of the men that you run into, oh, well, I just bought you this expensive ring or this expensive this. And you tripping because I'm going to the club. But that, that's not it. I mean, I, I, like you say, it's either easier or it's a tit for tat. I can get what I want because I gave her what she wants. But in turn, you're really not giving her what she wants. Right. I agree. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Or need, Thanks for shall so I thank say. You for a call. <laughs> thank you, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Go ahead. And yeah, um, it took out forever, boy. I had a, uh, I was with Blue on that worst experience thing, and I was like, Trying to chime in, but it didn't. Please, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know we we all about taking that. Yeah, please. Take oh, the yeah. Yeah. 
Oh no, <laughs> no, I ain't gonna embarrass myself. But yeah, my worst <laughs> was uh, um, was a screamer, like Ooh. scream, like Ooh. scream, scream, like the neighbor <laughs> called the police because they thought I was beating her up. Scream! <laughs> wow! Now, I, I I answered the door in a, in a in a towel and a white beater, guys. It's like, uh. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can and, see that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, what, what, wait a minute, what, what, what y'all doing? Well, we heard the, the disturbance, and you know, blue, African American male, above right. average size, coming to the door, and they, they yeah, well, we heard the neighbor said, and uh, cuz, mm-hmm. really? Got no. your hand on the gun, everybody get you. I understand, believe me, I know. Oh I'm yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and I jumped out of one of those two blue. <laughs> How many of y'all fellas to do better? Uh, I, I How many y'all do better? That was in my younger days. Hold on now. And uh, I think my best was, uh, Miss Phillips, I can agree with you. My best was actually outside under a tree. Thank you. Oh. Thank you for that. Yeah. Mm. It was. That's, yes. Mm. It's one of my one of my best. One of my best. And actually, <laughs> another one of my best, we actually didn't even have sex. Oh, man, that's crazy. That's nice. Yeah. yeah that my best, one beautiful. of my best sexual experiences was with someone I didn't even have sex with. It was the intimacy? It was the intimacy. It was the foreplay. foreplay? And mm-hmm. we didn't. And we didn't even have sex. It was amazing. You know, and I think that's something we haven't touched on yet in any of these shows is that, you know, you can have intellectual sex. You can yes, have sex. You do not, it doesn't always have to culminate in physical sex. And I think those experiences far outweigh on many occasions the physical part. This is true. And, and for the women out there that want to have that experience, there's a book called Extensive Massive Orgasm. You should get it. Thank you. One more time. One more time. It's called Extensive Massive Orgasm. It's actually a couple in... They, I think they're psychologists, and they just did experiments. And when it came to it, they decided they finally found out how to control a prolonged orgasm. Mm-hmm. And they teach you how to control a prolonged orgasm. It's a pretty good book for the men too, you know, because we need all the help we can get. Right, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for thank you for sharing, sir. Atlanta, Georgia, one of my favorite cities. Appreciate it. I'm not in Atlanta. <laughs>
Coming from experience, I can relate to the many successes and failures of marriage. Many times, individuals marry for the wrong reasons. Whether it is for financial circumstances or an unplanned pregnancy, the importance and basis of marriage is not relevant anymore. Even the term marriage is not respected as it should be. I married my ex-husband when I was 22 years old. I look back at my experience and consider it a mistake, while at the same time a lesson learned. What I learned from my previous marriage will give me insight and wisdom and will definitely prepare me for my future relationships and possibly marriage. The main motivation of getting married to my ex-husband was due to our daughter. In this motivation, I omitted other aspects of marriage, such as finances, other relationships, future goals, and living conditions. Marriage takes much work to succeed, and if both spouses are not working toward a common goal, there are sure to be problems. A man or woman should also never marry for convenience. It will only open the door for failure and complications. In my situation, it was a major inconvenience to be married just for the convenience of my daughter having both parents present in the same household. In some marriages, one spouse may be to blame, but both my ex-husband and I are to blame for our failed marriage. Due to poor planning, we failed financially, emotionally, spiritually, and even physically. Even when it came to how we would raise our child, we both had different beliefs on how it should be done. For any marriage, communication is necessary. Both husband and wife should not just communicate their love for each other, but they must also be honest in their emotions and finances. When the lines of communication are open, it generates positive energy and creates a healthy environment. The main aspects of making a marriage last and stay healthy are to have each spouse plan and participate actively in the planning process. Listen to each other and offer criticism that is constructive. In closing, in everything you do, especially in relationships, remember to never make a permanent decision in a temporary situation. Mm. Very good. The best Very time good. of my life was as a married man. The best sex I ever had was as a married man. The deepest love I've ever known was as a married man. But why is it then that so many people who want and need to be close to someone end up divorced, often filled with anger and disappointment? Many who marry attempt to achieve a strong and enduring bond based primarily on emotion. In most relationships, the love and acceptance continues as long as the other person is meeting a certain level of expectation. If the feelings are warm, a husband and wife can enjoy one another's company, overlook a partner's troubling or annoying traits, communicate adequately, and still express affection. But over time, these feelings cool, and then everything opens up to a whole bag of mess. Ms. Calloway, Ms. Phillips. I agree. Um, you know, that communication is pivotal in any relationship, even just a regular friendship, but definitely in marriage. And um, I think a lot of us, um, we get married for the wrong reasons, for children, finances. Um, you know, we think we're in love, and we don't explore the necessary things, like do we have goal, are our goals common goals? We don't explore whether or not, you know, um, how do we feel about child-rearing? We don't explore, you know, how we're going to do things financially. And so when the true core, per se, of, of marriage happens, the finances, the child-rearing, things of that nature, it creates a lot of conflict that more than likely could have been um, somewhat prevented if we would have taken the time to 
have the conversations that we needed to have. And um, Ms. Phillips and I have actually had conversations before, um, Ms. Phillips, about, you know, we date, we do the wrong things. We're always at the movies. We're always out eating. We don't date to get to know each other. We date, I guess, to have sex or whatever it is, but we need to spend more time talking and communicating and understanding. So when we do make things, quote-unquote, lifelong decisions, we can have successful marriages. There, um, in, in, in one of the part of my teaching about marriage and relationships, I talk to my students about the 15 areas of compatibility. I won't go into all 15. Um, the top three reasons for divorce are sexual incompatibility, communication, and finances. Finances are actually number one, believe it or not. Incompatibility. And like Aisha and I, we have talked about this, and, and one of the things that I believe in wholeheartedly is a concept called dating with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, your, if your end purpose is to get married, now the reality is not everybody wants to get married, not everybody is ready to get married. If that's who you are and you just want to have fun, then, then do you, you know. But for those who do want a loving, lasting relationship that's not going to end in divorce, then you have to go into the dating world with a purpose. That purpose being to find your compatible mate. Um, and what I encourage, you know, people that I counsel and talk to to do is to get this list of the 15 areas of compatibility and incorporate those discussions into your dating rituals, into your dating life. Yeah, you can go to a movie, but after the movie, why not get a cup of coffee and go talk about your finances? Talk about Definitely. how you handle your money. You know, mm-hmm. are you a saver or a spender? Because that's huge. You know, you can you can go out dancing, go to the beach, do whatever. Even you can you can make love, you can have sex, and and afterwards during your cuddle time, talk about how you like to communicate. How do you fight? Because some people if they they fight mm-hmm. fairly, and some people don't. And and so you have to cover these things in the dating process, so that when you do get married, you don't find out. Oops, I didn't know he was like that. Oh man, I didn't know she was like that. And it's because people don't take the time. They'd rather just jump right in. Or like you said very, you know, earlier, is they get married for the wrong reasons entirely. Mm-hmm. But if, if, you, if you're not pressed, if there's no issues in terms of children and those, if you're, if you're a functioning human being that it doesn't have a lot of issues bringing to the table and you're looking for a lifelong mate, then I highly encourage you to begin dating with a purpose. And the good part in that is you can eliminate those who are not going to be compatible fairly early in the relationship and move on to the next person. I agree. I would like to um, invite um, all listeners and your friends and family as well to um, Cut the Perspectives Battle of the Sexes. It's a discussion forum that will be held at the Aloft Hotel, 4875 Tanger Outlet Boulevard, North Charleston, South Carolina, 29405, on July 31st at 7 p.m. Um, we will be discussing various issues such as love, sex, marriage, family, crime, addiction, life, religion, and more, whatever perspective you wish to bring to the table. And in the past, such discussion forums conducted by Ms. Aisha Calloway have been fun, entertaining, and somewhat controversial, thanks to Ms. Tracy Phillips, <laughs> but overall, respect was given by all. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you there. And that's um, July 31st at 7 p.m. at the Aloft Hotel in North Charleston, South Carolina at 7 p.m. And I'd just like to take this just a second and thank you 
Mr. Blue and Ms. Calloway for inviting me to be a part of this discussion in the last three weeks. Um, I've, heard, I've had a lot of fun. I have learned a lot. And it has just been a really wonderful experience. And I want to thank you for asking me to do this and for allowing me to be a part of it. Thank and you, we Ms. thank Stella. you for accepting. I always love your perspective and I always respect you as a professional and as a person. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right. And now it's time for an eclectic love mix. Brought to you by DJ Eclectic.
see the world, you see the pain in my eyes. I'm suicide and murder, constantly zip through my brain. But love is death in the family, calling change that thing. You was only 18, barely able to vote. You were set up like a Western modern day gun smoke. Your killers were convicted, but it don't feel like Jack. Shove a gun to my head until the world fucked it. Paint the wall, blood red, put a shot through my head. No longer feel this pain, cause I finally be dead. But what would that change? Cause you still won't be here. The only thing that guarantees is bringing a family more tears. It ain't good down here since the day that you left. Wishing it was me instead of you being like that. But making these wishes ain't gonna change the damn thing. But understanding the little brother, a whole lot of things change. This policy is valid from January 4th, 2019. This podcast is a personal podcast written and edited by F. Christopher Blue and his conglomerates at morethantherapy.org. For questions about this podcast, please contact staff at morethantherapy.org. The podcast accepts form of cash advertising, sponsorship, paid insertions, or other forms of compensation. The compensation received may influence the advertising content, topics, or posts made in this podcast. That content, advertising space, or posts may not always be identified as paid or sponsored content. The owners of this podcast is compensated to provide opinion on products, services, websites, and various other topics. Even though the owners of this podcast receives compensation for our posts or advertisements, We always give our honest opinions, findings, beliefs, or experiences on those topics or products. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are purely the podcast's own. Any product claim, statistic, quote, or other representation about a product or service should be verified with the manufacturer, provider, or party in question. This podcast does not contain any content which might present a conflict of interest.